With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hello, friend. It is Angie Austin with The Good News. Thanks so much for joining us. We have a big Good News crew here today because it's Dave, producer Dave's last week. We have Eric Raymer, Cindy Everett Marsh. We have Terry Fisher, Donna Hetzler, Beatrice Bruno, Jennifer Bishop, myself, and producer Dave. And these are all friends of the good news that you hear, you know, when you tune in every day. And we kind of rotate around, and we hope that what we go through in life, just like what you go through, that we're able to use our faith to help us navigate some of the difficulties. And yesterday, we talked about some of the things we've been through in the last year and uh, how we've navigated that, you know, using our faith, the Bible, Scripture. And Dave, you were the only one that really didn't get to say, you know, what's going on with you, with your new job and your fears. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm terrified. Uh, you know, change is scary, and it takes work, and it's never easy. And, um, you know, I've gone through so much change in the past few years it feels like I've been constantly changing since the day I started here uh, you know um, I don't know I've told you a few times but I was in the restaurant business for 25 years it got very very comfortable for me and so I was in that and I did it all the time but it was definitely time to change it's not the most healthy place for somebody to be especially if they're a father and they want to be a good husband and they want to be a family man it's not the best place you typically so um, you know, and it was definitely a God thing that got me here. Uh, when I first started here at Crawford, um, I actually didn't get this job. Uh, Marie did. She's the other girl that I work with. She's been on the show a couple times. But she got the job that they were advertising for. But something told Don, God told Don to hire me. And he had to, I actually quit my job, and I was unemployed for a week. It's the longest I've been unemployed since I was 13 years old. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, so was, I went a whole week where I didn't know if I was going to get this job because he was begging corporate to give it to me. And so it turned out that I got it. I started, you know, that next week it was Memorial Day, uh, which was, you know, it's great. It's, it's kind of will forever be ingrained in me as a special day for uh, just for that reason, for the personal reason. And then, yeah, and like, like you've said many times on the show before, I was just like, what a bunch of, you know, Christian old lady nerds. Like, what am I doing in here? Yeah, he thought we were... I knew he did. I knew he thought we were a bunch of boring Christian lady old nerds. I did. Even though, like, we are funny. We have style. Hey, I brought those big high heel shoes in. Yeah, Angie wears the high heel Converse sometimes. How long did it take you to realize that we weren't a bunch of boring Christian old lady nerds? It was a couple of weeks that you guys just started speaking to me. I think it was Beatrice who, like, first got through to me, and I, like, really started listening and I was, you know, and I've changed. My whole attitude has changed. A lot in my life yeah. has changed. And then tragedy struck. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people know the story about my son being diagnosed with cancer. And that was, you know, probably the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> scary. You know, yeah, it was very, very scary. But then it was a miracle, you know. And it's like, uh, you know, I saw the power of prayer in a way that I've never seen firsthand before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really amazing seeing that. And, you know, he's such an amazing kid such an amazing 
you know, person and is just so incredible that, you know, he had to go through this terrible thing and, and that he, he's just better now. It's like, it's still hard for me to get a, get a grip on it. And, and it's funny because people ask me, because he was so young, like, does he understand what happened? And does he understand, like, and no, I still don't think he understands the full gravity of it. Yeah. But we've told him we don't want it to be a secret. I don't want him to, to lean on it like a crutch, but I also don't want it to be like this thing where it's like, what? Like, what did I, I what did I do? Right. But, and then uh, a, another friend of ours, she was recently diagnosed with uh, lymphoma. And she's going through treatment, and luckily right now it seems like she's going to recover and she's going to be better. But we were talking about how Karina had, <clears throat> my wife, had gone to visit her, and um, I was telling Jason, I was like, yeah, because, uh, you know, Gracie has cancer. And he just looked at me and totally said, you know, I had cancer once, Daddy. Mm-hmm. It's like, Aww. what? <laughs> like, it's just weird how... You know, like earlier, we were talking about the things that kids early in the week we were t- talking about the things that kids can teach you that you don't even know that they can teach you. And mm-hmm. it's just it's how strong he is and how how aware he is. And, you know, I have to remind myself with this kid that he's only five, mm-hmm. you know, and he's gonna, not going to be six until December. But because of how he speaks and his vocabulary is just like better than some adults I know. Yeah. And he is just so I don't know, clairvoyant is the only word I could think of. He's just so. Uh, you know, perceptive. he's he's very mm-hmm. perceptive and he knows all he just knows this stuff somehow. And and then, um, you know, and I tend to, you know, I, the way that I talk to him, the way I interact with him, he tricks me into, ble- you know, and so I expect him to be something that a five year old shouldn't be. And then I remind myself every once in a while when he starts acting like a five year old, like, wait, wait a second. He's only five. Like, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be expected. Mm-hmm. He's not a teenager or something. He can't understand all this stuff. But yeah. So and just like all the change and you know in this new job so to let you know what the new job is i'm going to be working at comcast it's one of the largest um cable corporations in the country mm-hmm. and i'm going to be in the marketing department and Woo-hoo. it's based here out of denver mm-hmm. and um uh, at first you know you got to kind of i'm glad that i kind of have to start kind of at the bottom again um you know because i'm at the top here i can't really go anywhere unless i become like a sales manager which i'm not really interested in sales so that's going to be so uh, not really much to do, but I love this job and I love everybody here and I'm going to miss it so much. I'm like so nervous about leaving, you know, um, but I'm going to start this new job where I make sure it's called traffic. like you make sure all the commercials go at the right places at the right times and things like that. And so that's where my job is going to start. But I have my eye on creative. So hopefully within about a year, I'll be actually making TV commercials nice. that are going to air will. all yes. over the country. And, you know, and I'll be actually to do that. And it's been my dream for a really long time you know, make TV commercials. And it's always been a dream of mine since I was a kid to actually create and make entertaining things. So there's so many avenues, you know, if I have this on my resume, yeah. maybe somebody yes. will believe me that I can write some of my stories and turn them into yes. actual like shows or a movie or something like that. So that's oh. that's Thank still you. there. And Fun. it's still just Yay. so pray for me to keep doing that. And that's what I'm going to keep, keep, you know, uh, keep my eye on the prize and just keep going. And this, this change is going to be really good for this, the whole, everything in my life. So yeah, opportunity. Angie, I remember a time when he would not have said, "Pray for me." (laughs) Oh (laughs) yeah, remember Mm -hmm. that time? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. He's grown so much. He was he was a cinder block Christian. He's like a cinder block in there with hardware. You know, he wouldn't he, say prayer. And then he became like, whoa, you know, Christian. Bam. Just like, <laughs> like so full of life and you know, love. He's in the room. 
No, I know. He knows. <laughs> I, te- I tease him. I knew he thought we were nerdy old Christian ladies when he started. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know how hip and cool and funny we were. And, well. then, mm-hmm. and then he became one of us, you know. Right. Look how good he looked. But, but, not just, but one of us as a Christian. You know what I mean? Like we bonded and we care about you, each other. You did other. become a nerdy old Christian lady, Dave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I want yeah. to no, say, I like it. It's where I should be. We're all nerdy old Christian ladies. I just want to say, Dave, I have uh, I've only been hanging out here for what eight nine months now. Um, Isn't that but long? I think it and has. look, God called you back here when you needed it. Right, right. And I was I'm here, not talking I was, the money. I'm talking the support. I was here the day. <laughs> I was here the day you started, and uh, I'm here yeah. today. And, yes, seven and, or eight years ago. Yes. Dave, I just want to say I have so enjoyed our private conversations. You know, I mean, just. Mm-hmm. I, I love getting to know you, the man. And so no matter where you go, we're going to have to hang out, man, because uh, that, that is really cool. Actually, I, I know about where you're going and, and uh, have enjoyed. I actually filmed a television show for a year uh, there. So uh, it's, it's, it's a good thing for you, man. Well, and thank you. I really appreciate it. And I, yeah. I want to let you know, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's something that I've had to struggle with a lot of my life is kind of anxiety. And my anxiety tells me that people don't like me. And so it helps when people tell me, hey, I really wow. like you. It's, and yeah. it's one of those things where it doesn't matter. It's like if I go a certain amount of time without hearing it, I know that's like weird, like high maintenance type of thing, but you go a certain amount of time without hearing it, and then suddenly it's like, well, how come nobody likes me? And like, and like that voice in your head starts telling you that. And so it really feels good to hear you guys say that. I'm Dave, important. I've made an impact. Dave, Dave, Dave we don't we like you. you. We love <laughs> you. <laughs> You're going to you. be Comcastic. <laughs> this is Terry. May I say thank you for all the commercials you've done for me over the years for um, for Five Star. Right. You've done a right. great I job with, with uh, your voice, your recordings, and your time. So it's greatly mm-hmm. and muchly appreciated. Yeah. I send you hugs and good faith. And if you don't hear from us every day, no, we love you. Yes. Is this going to be the Dave, Dave show? Yes. I think it, it should is. be. May I, please? Yeah. No, no. Feel free. Buckle up. Oh. When you're down and you're troubled and you need some love and care and nothing, nothing is going right. Ooh, just close your eyes and think of me and soon I will be there to brighten up even your darkest night. You just call out my name, and you know wherever I am, I'll come running to see you again. Winter, spring, summer, or fall, all you got to do is call. And I'll be there, yeah. You've got a friend. Love you, Dave. Oh, yeah. I love you guys. I would know I like my chicken fried. I would like, I would have sang, but you would have might have thrown up in your mouth a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sending that to Dave. I got that on video. Come back from that one, Dave. (laughs) So anytime you're having that down day, just go back to that video song. Replay. Amen. Great job, Beatrice. Yes. Thank you. Fabulous. We mean it, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to miss you. Who's going to top that?
We're, we're not. No, no, no. no. I think I'm leaving. There's I no got, topping. I got nothing except he's right. I, I didn't like him at first, and then I grew to love him. <laughs> I mean, I, it's funny. You probably could tell. Like, this lady doesn't even like me. I got to do her show every day. It's so funny. You know, I was that here we those just, days, like, totally Angie. bonded, you know, I after. Was here. Yeah. I was here during like, those ugh. <laughs> But, it's you still, know. It ugh. took about four months, three, four months for you and I to really connect because ugh. at first it was just like, oh, my God, this lady's ugh. crazy. Dang millennial. Dang millennial. He's so staunch back there and walled yeah. off. Doesn't he realize the gift of doing my show? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, but, you cool. know, I think as you go forward, David, that you're going to touch and affect lives. Yep that you never even thought about touching and affecting. And it's because of the atmosphere that you've been in. Right. You know, all this time. Right. And see, you've gotten something that those people at Comcast are going to need. Yeah. And yes. you've already got yeah. it. You're going to minister see, to them. Yes, he is. And all you have to do is call on us and say, well, hey, I'm having a hard time with this one. Look, this is what you do with that <laughs> one, okay? Yep. We got your back. I believe that. We got that. your back. Yeah, you know, Dave, I don't, I don't know necessarily subscribe to the uh, old adage that everybody says, things happen for a reason, right? I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that phrase. Things, things always happen for a reason. It seems like a toss-away uh, kind of a phrase. But I will say this. There is purpose behind everything. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, mm -hmm. and you have been purposeful in this thing, and you are going to be full of purpose in your next thing now. Absolutely. Yep. Well, thanks. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd be able to do it without this. You know, I'm not sure that I would have been qualified or had the skills necessary to, to make this move without whatever ha has happened, especially well, here in this room. Well, we hope that good news, you know, help. <coughs> I know it helps all of us here mm -hmm. in the room minister to each other, and we hope you listening it ministers to you as well. Just, you know, regular people trying to go through life with Christ and try, you know, I don't know how people do it without Christ. And we share good news they of don't, the world Angie. as well. Nope. And uh, we've got a story, too, Dave. We're going to throw in some good news here, as we like to do. And this is the, it doesn't sound like good news, but apparently it is, the one-legged kicking coach. <laughs> this is an amazing story. So this is Boyd Hooper, and it's the, oh, a I guy. Who, Boyd. He was born, so this guy was born without arms because he had a birth defect. Um, and uh, he when he was in high school, he because he used his legs for everything, he got really good at kicking. Uh, so he was a football player, and he wanted to be a football player, so he became the kicker. He was really good. Well, in his 30s, he was accidentally shot what? in the leg, and he lost one of his legs. So now oh, he doesn't have arms, and, one, and he's only got one leg. So he's in this wheelchair, and then one day he was rolling by the high school, and he talked to the coach, and he said, hey, maybe I can help you. And the coach is like, yeah, of course, you should show up whenever you want. Well, he started showing up every day after that for 20 years, <laughs> and now – Everyone, he's just this huge part of the community. He's inspired these kids. And, you know, a lot of people think that high school sports is about getting a scholarship or trying to get to the pros or whatever. But, no, it's about learning teamwork. It's about being a good person. It's about persevering through hard times. It's about so many other things, you know, becoming friends and doing all that stuff. And this guy just embodies all of that. Oh, I can't wait to hear this wow. one. <laughs> On homecoming night, hey. the Northfield High School Raiders need all the luck they can get. Flag on the play. Just two wins for the season against a team with just two losses. Quigley's off to the races. He's got a first down in Raider territory. Fortunately for the Raiders. Let's go, Raiders! Come on! Go get him! Luck is on their side. Come on now, guys! Line. Block now! Block! Though luck is not the first one. Most people would assign 
to Larry Safner. Hopefully we can win. Larry was born with one arm missing and another that guaranteed he faced his share of challenges. His leg, not that one, but the missing one is another story. There's a lot of rumors of why he's actually in his wheelchair. I'm not really sure. We'll get to that. But first, Ooh. you need to see this. Head down. Atta boy. Larry Safner is a one-legged, no, 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 kicking no. coach. I got confidence in my boys. Atta boy. Most of my muscles were in my legs because I used my legs a lot. Larry, in the bibs, grew up with those powerful legs he used to walk onto his school field, determined to play football. The only way I could get a uniform was if I could make a 50-yard field goal. Yeah, I got my uniform. 40 years later, on a walk with his dog past Northfield High, Ready? Okay. he happened to share that very story. That a boy, Foster! With Bubba Sullivan. Green eight! Hit. Coach Put it up. of the Raiders. Oh. I said, well, if you ever want to come out and uh, help us out, we'd love to have you. And it's been uh, 20 years since. No, you're getting under it. Knowing all of that, from birth defects to kick. Got too far under it. To coach. He's probably the, the most positive person I've ever met. Knowing all of that, <laughs> this seems like a good time for you to also know how Larry lost that leg. I was out bear hunting. I got my bear on Saturday and got shot on Sunday. Another hunter had mistaken Larry for a bear and shot. The whole front of the leg was gone. Just 36 at the time. It took a big part of my life away from me. Larry spent six weeks in the hospital, then went back to work and back to raising his family. I got my speech, I got my hearing, I got my eyesight, and uh, it's just one less thing I have to overcome. Did you notice Larry didn't say one thing more to overcome? One less thing. Yeah. He reasons a leg already missing. Who's going to be first? Can never cause him problems again. We talk about having an attitude of gratitude, and we've got a living, breathing example of that. A long time ago, people used to tell magical stories. An example Larry also shares is an elementary school volunteer. She can't climb up. Must have been a dozen times he told us this. I'm a pretty lucky guy. I'm pretty lucky. Perhaps the reason at homecoming. Love you, hon. Oh, yeah, that was Larry and his kickers had a little luck to spare. Some men go through life without taking so much as a punch. Doesn't this feel better than losing? It is. It is. It is. It is. Larry Safner took yeah. a licking. Yeah, Bobby. Let it go. I love Larry. you guys. I love you guys. I love you too, Larry. And keeps on kicking. Oh, he's got a leg on him, don't he? Boyd Hooper, Care 11 News. Yeah, he's got a good leg on him. Northfield. I love him all. Oh, that's a great story. That's awesome. That's one of the best stories I think we've ever had on. Yeah. We should call Boyd Hooper to care and tell him how amazing that was. Because I'm telling you, not only is he teaching these kids how to kick, but as the coach said, we try to teach these kids an attitude of gratitude, and Larry is the embodiment of that. And then um, one of the kids said he's the most positive person I've ever met. And then the last thing that really stood out to me was the love that he tells these boys, I love you, I love you, I love you. 
And that's so important because some of these kids might not be getting right. that kind of positive that's reinforcement right. at home. Beatrice, you said to me once, I wonder how I would have turned out if I would have had a me, if I would have had a Beatrice when I was young. You said that about yourself. You wonder mm -hmm. how you would have turned out if you would have had a cheerleader like yourself, if you would have had your own mm -hmm. Beatrice yeah. cheering you on. Yeah. And that's what these kids have. Yeah, and I, I, it's so good. And I think, you know, in the school systems, we're failing in somewhat in that we don't allow the teachers to hug the kids anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the most important things mm -hmm. because those teachers, th those students have to know that the teachers care. Yeah, are there some bad teachers? Yes, sure. there are. There's bad people, period. That's right. Okay, but to just hug on those kids and say, I am so proud of you. Come here, let me give you this hug, you know, and just to let them know, I love you for real. And you don't have to give me anything. You don't even have to tell me that you love me back. And you, you heard the kid, though. That's yeah. for a teenage boy yeah. to say, we, you know, I love you, Larry. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, it really is. You know, awesome. I, I, Beatrice, I spent, uh, what, 25, 30 years as a children's evangelist or uh, children's pastor. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that... I told people, I said, that the day that I'm not allowed to hug those children Come on. That's is right. the Come day on. that I walk away That's and right. serve God in a different different way, right? Sure. Because uh, the, the kids do need uh, a positive role model, yes. right? And again, we're, we're not talking, you know, something creepy, right? No. Uh, but but uh, you you got to be able to be there. That's right. right? But isn't it sad That's that some right. of our coaches have destroyed some of those hugs. Oh, absolutely. Some moments. of them, but, but I'm not going to throw the apple out the baby people out with have the, to ruin it for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm not going to throw yeah. the baby out with the bathwater. Right. But yeah. there are, you know, some unfortunate stories out there. That's true. Yeah. That's uh, sad. But I love this story. Amen. Amen. Wow. All right. So congratulations to producer Dave. He also has a yes. podcast business. If you want to find him, you mm. go to. D. Kita Media on Facebook. That's K-I-E-T-A. D. Kita Media. All right, Eric Raymer does PR, builds websites. If you want to reach him, you go to this website. PRmediacoach.com. Terry Fisher, five-star talent and entertainment. Uh, Terry helps support the show. Thank you, Terry. You're welcome. And she's always looking for entertainers, and she also can get you the entertainment to throw the best wedding party, etc. And you reach Terry where? Uh, 303-635-1210. Now, Cindy's in the beauty business. Uh, Jennifer is in the health business. Donna Hetzler is a real estate agent. And Beatrice Bruno is in ministry, and she helps people write books, and she's a speaker. You can find all of us through me at AngieAustinRadio.com, AngieAustinRadio.com. We'll be right back. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every month or two, and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things, and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love Arc. 
There is so much fun stuff to do at the YMCA of the Rockies, you're never going to want to leave. Come fill your days and nights with our exciting programs and entertaining activities. At YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch, this fall you can join our Intro to Outdoor Skills Weekends. You can learn how to properly pack your backpack, learn orienteering skills, hone your rock climbing skills, and so much more. YMCA has made Snow Mountain Ranch the place where the entire family can adventure together. YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch is the ideal family vacation, located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org for fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Book your stay at ymcarockies.org today. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on contact me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to help you build your business. Hello, friends, and welcome back to The Good News with Angie Austin. This is Eric Raymer. Very nice to have you along with us today. And uh, sitting in with us is uh, our, our good friend, producer Dave. Thank you, Dave, for being here. Hey, uh, I love being here. Appreciate you. And uh, we've got a really special uh, opportunity today. We've got an opportunity to interview a, uh, a really unique and, and fabulous woman, Nikki Hardy. She is a pastor's wife, she's a mother, she is a cancer survivor, a, uh, a Brit in the USA, and the teller of terrible jokes. Uh, Nikki Hardy, welcome to The Good News with Angie Austin. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Well, I'm thrilled, and thank you for being a Brit in the USA, just because I love the accent, and, and I'll, I'll make no bones about that. Uh, you, let's, let's frame this in this way. Uh, you're the author of uh, a book, and the book is titled Breathe Again, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart. And, uh, and, and Nikki, I think that's a, a storyline that a lot of us could, uh, could, could understand. But I think you're the epitome of the phrase, no pain, no gain. Is that accurate? Yes. Yes, it is accurate, unfortunately. <laughs> right? I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Uh, but, but this is actually the good news because uh, you tell a story, and I'm going to let you kind of uh, set the stage for us, if you will. But you tell the story of a, not just a one-time incident, but a series of things that took place that um, I don't think anybody would wish on their worst enemy, but they happen, and when they happen, how to come out of that with grace. What, tell, tell your story, if you will, Nikki. Well, yeah, so um, having moved out here from England about 13 years ago, 
Um, just before that, I lost my mum to cancer, small cell aggressive lung cancer. And then six years later, I lost my sister, my um, older sister. I'm the youngest of three, and she, was, Jo, was in the middle. And I lost her to the same disease, small cell aggressive lung cancer. Oh, my, I'm so sorry. And just six weeks later, when I got back from... Um, Joe's funeral and was back here in Charlotte, North Carolina, I was diagnosed. Um, mine wasn't lung cancer like theirs. Mine was rectal cancer. Oh, and my. I, you know, have now got to the point where I can say that, you know, on air. Well, I, I guess but that just, I, that means that you got a kind of a bum deal. I got a really bum deal. I'm and as I say, sorry. when I got that diagnosis, the bottom fell out of my world. And then a little while later, the world fell out of my bottom. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, you took my bum deal and one-upped me. <laughs> I did. Oh, my did. gosh. But, I love it. But, well, you know, I, I really felt like the heat-seeking missile of death had kind of locked in on me, and it yeah. was my turn. Um, so it was really quite devastating, and the world did fall apart. And But, you know, I'm a Brit, and hardy by name, hardy by nature, and I was determined to survive you know i'm like i've got this and and i thought my faith and my stiff upper lip would get me through but mm. eventually just surviving was all i was doing you, you know that's an interesting point because i think a lot of times people feel like uh you know surviving is the goal and yet if we look at uh both scripture and then uh episodical stories of other people's uh good news, if you will, I don't think that God wants us to just survive. I think he wants us to thrive. Is that, is that safe to say? I I truly believe that. I really do. You know, he said we'd have storms, but he also said we'd have abundant life. And I think, unfortunately, the world has sold us a fast one, and we end up thinking, well, when this storm is over, I can live my life and it will be abundant, but I have to get through this storm. And we kind of separate the storms and the full abundant life in time and space. And then on top of that, social media and, you know, TV shows, they've told us that an abundant life is happy, healthy, wealthy, you know, and easy. <laughs> and that's just not true either. It, so it this compounds true. the problem. And I think what I found eventually was that, you know, merely surviving isn't, I don't think, what God has for us. There's yeah. more in the mess. The phrase, uh, abundant life. And I think we, we should uh, park the car there for just a minute and, and explain to uh, our listeners that in, in no way, shape, or form does abundant life equal, uh, equal uh, no challenge, no pain, uh, it, I, I remember when, when I was young in the faith, and that's been, you know, 40 years ago, that, um, you know, I was told that if you're a Christian, then you won't get a runny nose, you won't have a cold, you won't get sick, uh, you'll always have an, a nice car, a nice home. And, and, and I just found that to be a ridiculous notion because it doesn't line up with the Word, don't you think? I completely agree. Not only is it really theological nonsense, right. but it's not our life experience either. You know, we see terrible things happen to deeply spiritual, mature Christians. And, um, you know, that's more the word and life lining up, isn't it? 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I think of of uh, biblical s- situations or stories that we we read uh, of of real life people. Uh, I'm thinking of Job, right? His his life. He he had a good life. I mean, there were a lot of things going for him uh, at the beginning of the story, but then he lost everything, everything of value. He lost his family. He lost his his crops. He lost everything. Uh, mm. and, and then he was left with three really rotten friends. <laughs> you know, uh, Moses. Moses spent 40 years. He never saw the promised land. Uh, Peter was crucified, inverted for his faith after he denied Christ. Uh, of course, the story of David and, and, and Jeremiah. There, there's lots of examples in the Word of, uh, of people going through real-life challenge. Exactly. All right. Exactly. So you, you decided that you wanted to live beyond surviving. You wanted to, to, to face an abundance that is biblical in, in description. What happened next? Well, I think really this kind of shift happened for me when I met people in an online cancer community that I had found that didn't call themselves cancer survivors, but called them cancer thrivers. Come on. And and I felt so drawn to that term, to the term, you know, thriver, because I thought, wow, these people aren't denying the hardship. They're not denying what they're going through or how painful or messy it is. But it's as if they were saying, I know it's bad, but I am going to squeeze and grab the most out of the life that I have. And that was really attractive to me. And it brought me to this place of thinking, God has more for me, and I'm jolly well going to find it. And um, so, yes, I started kind of looking around at people that I knew, friends who were dealing with some terribly hard things, everything from chronic pain to brain tumors to um, toddlers with epilepsy, amputation, I mean, Mm. all sorts of things, and asking them, you know, what do you do to find more of the life God has for you? in the mess and um, those tips and advice they became these seven tools and practices that are the heart of my book and that i still use on a daily basis uh we're talking with nikki hardy and her book is breathe again how to live well when life falls apart and nikki let's talk just a minute about the difference between joy which i believe is a god-given gift and happiness which I believe is circumstantial. Uh, can, can you address those the, the, the difference there? Yes, I think that's, I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, the joy of our Lord is our strength. And, and I think really when we, um, when we are connected and have a real relationship with God and we are chatting with Him through the good, the bad, and the ugly of life, and we're really leaning on Him, we don't need for our life to be perfect, to feel right. that connection with him, with others. And it can be the small, beautiful things that, um, that bring us joy as opposed to happiness. Absolutely. Which, like you say, is, is circumstantial. Well, you know, I, I, I'm, I've been an evangelist for 30-plus uh, years, and I tell people, uh, I describe the difference joy and happiness uh, this way. 
I, I have the joy of the Lord. It's a fruit of the Spirit, uh, and, and therefore it's a gift given by the Lord. And I have that joy while I'm up on the roof and I'm hammering a nail into the shingle. But if I accidentally slip and the hammer falls off the nail and hits my thumb, I lose all happiness. <laughs> it, it's, it's gone. But I never lose my joy. And, and you know, just to, to put that into perspective, and I think that your book uh, really does that. So you say that there are seven steps to, uh, to, to experiencing uh, a life well-lived, right? Mm-hmm. Can you, can you yes, give yes. us a, a, a couple of those? Yes, of course. And I, and I wish that I could say these are seven steps, and if you check them off, then, you know, your life will be wonderful and perfect. You know, I think there are probably more than seven out there, but these are the seven that I really try and lean into and choose when um, when life is going hard. Well, and, and it's um, a great number anyways. It's a biblical number of completion. It, it is a good number. It is a good number. Um, the first one I talk about is to choose brave and that it doesn't need to be big, just intentional. I think bravery isn't something we are. It is something we can do. And we don't, you know, it doesn't have to be some massive, courageous um, step. It, for so many of us, it can be, you know, taking the next small right step, whether that's, you know, getting up in the morning when your depression um, really hits hard or, um deciding to stand firm in parenting, you know, difficult teenagers, what, whatever it might be. Um, and then the next step is, of course, trusting God. And, you know, I'm a pastor's wife. I've been a Christian for 25 years. And, and I'd like to say that trusting God is, is easy. But, you know, <laughs> I, I kind of did trust God, but then I struggled all at the same time. It was a kind of, I trust, help my lack of trust. Right. And so in the book, I talk very practically about what, for me, it looks like to actually trust when you don't want to. You, you want to because you know it's the right thing to do and you know it will help and God is trustworthy. But at the same time, you've got this, these circumstances around you that are difficult. You've got, you know, the, the rubbish that's going on in your head that's saying, you know, oh, God's angry with you or... You know, he's left, he's not listening, all those sorts of things. And so how do we actually trust him right. when it's really hard to trust him? You know, Nikki, I'm, I'm rela- uh, reminded of the meme, and maybe you are familiar with this one or not. Uh, the, the closest thing to the word trust in, in the, the Bible is faith. And uh, there's a meme that has a cat, a little kitten, holding on to the top of a basket. Uh, the handle of the basket, and he's holding on by like like one or two paws you know, or claws, and it says, "Faith isn't faith until it's all you're hanging on to," uh, mm. and and that kind of kind of reminds me that you know you have to to make the, the the longest journey of your life when it comes to faith and or trusting God, and I say that the longest distance you will ever travel in your life is the 18 inches from your head to your heart. Mm, that is so true, so true. And, um, you know, what I talk about in the book is how can we hang on to God if we're hanging on to other things? You right. know, I'm, I'm a make-it-happen woman. I can, you know, hang on to control, and I can hang on to pride, and I can hang on to my own abilities, 
or the doctors or my family or whatever it is. But I have to let go of those things being my foundation to holding on to God. And you can't hold them both. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know, no man can serve two masters. Uh, exactly. That that is uh, that's solid. Uh, well, again, folks, if you're just tuning in, uh, our guest is Nikki Hardy. She is a cancer survivor. She has uh, uh, got a, a new book out called Breathe Again, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart. Nikki, where can our, our listeners get a copy of your book? Well, it's available on Amazon to pre-order. It's out in about a week and uh, a week or so, and so you can order on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And and if people order before its proper launch date on August sixth, there are all sorts of um, pre-order bonuses that I am giving to people, and they can find those um, either on my website, nikkihardy.com or on thebreatheagainbook.com. Um, and so there's a 10-day audio devotion where I will jump into your email and you know help you each day for 10 days with a little devotion. Um, so all sorts of things, but they can find me wherever books are sold. I love it. And, and if you don't find it at wherever books are sold, ask for it. That's how, uh, how they find out mm. that there's a demand for it. And we'll, we'll put those books into Barnes & Nobles and uh, other other uh, bookstores. Uh, the the web address nickyhardy.com n i k i hardy h r a r d y again n a I'll say that again n i k i h a r d y dot com. And the other book the the book website did you say it is thebreatheagain.com or book dot com? Thebreatheagainbook.com. All right, yes. thebreatheagain. Don't forget the the. And uh, book at the end, the Breathe Again book dot com. Uh, I, I happen to notice that you and I have a, a a friend in common, and this friend wrote a, a wonderful quote for you. She says, "If you're struggling with what life looks like right now, this book offers real hope, real help, and tangible hope." Nikki writes with empathy, humor, and gut level honesty. You'll find a friend within these pages, and that was written by our friend Sheila Walsh. Uh, what what a great opportunity to have her. Uh, endorse your book. Yes, it, I have to admit it was such a gift to have her words not just in the book, but they're on the book. They are, um, yes, it's on the front page. So um, yes, it was a real, a real gift to have for Sheila to put her to her words and her endorsement. Well, I, I love this, and uh, Nikki, uh, it's just a, a way to say thank you for. Uh, coming on the program today, the good news with Angie Austin. I want to offer you this uh, after our interview. I'll uh, I'll reach out to you and connect with you on uh, either Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever you'd like, and let's let's make your book go number one bestseller on on Amazon. What do you say? That sounds like a terrific idea because there are so many people who just like me were struggling to breathe. And life has fallen apart, and I just want to be able to look every single one in the eye and just say, God has more for you Yes, right where you are. Well, I have a little bit of experience in uh, making number one bestsellers on Amazon. I think we're up to nine of those now, and I'd be happy to, uh, to reach out to you and help uh, make that happen. On behalf of Angie Austin, we thank Nikki Hardy for joining us. The book, again, is called Breathe Again. You want to get a copy of that at NikkiHardy.com or TheBreatheAgainBook.com. And if you'd like to uh, reach out to us and connect with uh, our guest, 
AngieAustinRadio.com. That's AngieAustinRadio.com. This is Eric Raymer, your PR and media coach. We want to thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back right after these messages. Hi, my name's Bobby, and I've worked at the Ark for about seven years. My favorite part of working at the Ark is just making a lot of new friends. And at the Ark, we're always doing awesome stuff together. It's important to shop at the Ark because it's shopping with a purpose. Shopping with a purpose means helping people with disabilities, and it really helps people like me. And the Ark makes it easy to donate. You can either visit a donation center or you can call 303-238-JANE. And an Ark truck will come and pick up your stuff. Remember to shop at the Ark because you always find good deals. Also, remember when you do, you help people just like me. For more information or to schedule a pickup, call 303-238-J or go to oakthrift.org. My name is Bobby and I love working at the Oak. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Welcome back. Well, you know, I talk every morning about walking the kids to the school bus. We live in an area with, you know, like uh, horse trails and such. So it's quite a actually walk to the bus stop. So I wait for the bus every morning for all the kids. And, you know, there's new research that has found that low emission buses improve academic performance. And actually, I have to be honest with you. I reread the information because I was a little bit shocked by it. Here to discuss this research and what it means to students is Tucker Perkins, President and CEO of the Propane Education and Research Council. Welcome, Tucker. Well, thank you very much, Angie. And I agree, that study, I think, is radical to people who have not been involved in this. But it really began to confirm what we had heard from parents and teachers and bus drivers about the impact that having a quieter, healthier environment for a child on the way to school. I hear you talk about, you know, walking. I'm always surprised at the number of children that may be on a bus for as much as an hour each way and, you know, just what goes on inside that bus on their way to and from school. Well, it's interesting you say that because my kids actually take videos when there's a problem and they are on the bus an hour there and an hour back. And we don't even live that far from the school, so it's an odd situation. And it's really chaotic. And um, in the middle school range, um, my kid was assaulted twice and they have video cameras inside of the bus. Uh, And then my other daughter, uh, I can't even tell you what happened to her, but they videotaped it and showed it to the other parents. And I have to tell you, The woman called me from the school and said, I've been in this business for many years, and I'm shocked by what I saw happened on that bus in terms of language and behavior. It's shocking. Yeah, we, we, a propane bus is much quieter than a traditional diesel bus. And so we had heard from bus drivers for years about the importance of what quieter meant to them. Better control outside the bus was obvious but being more in control of the students uh, and the students' conversation became really well known to us as a key feature of having a quieter bus. So now we begin to introduce quieter and healthier, and I think student or parents are sometimes surprised about how that combines to really improve a child's day at school, but it confirmed what we had heard. And now this study from Georgia State that said, wait a minute, children that are arriving to school in these low emission buses are testing 
better in math and science. That's shocking, but again, it confirms what we had heard from bus drivers and parents alike. You know, healthier, I guess, doesn't surprise me. That makes sense. But the quieter aspect, I never would have thought of it. But having heard some of these, you know, audio tapes that my kids have taken, it, the chaos and the noise is so out of hand. I don't know how these bus drives, drivers do it with that noise level. So it does make sense that it would be quieter, uh, safer, and less chaotic for the kids and the bus driver. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard teachers talk about what arriving to school quieter meant in terms of calmer students. And they talked to me about getting into home room more orderly, getting into learning mode faster. And if you think about it, I mean, we all come out of a loud environment, a rock concert or something, and we're all amped up. So, you know, the opposite of that is so important for us to learn in a calm environment and to be calm and peaceful. and that's exactly what you get when you ride to school in a propane school bus. Okay, Tucker, how common are these quieter, uh, you know, healthier school buses? Well, every year we make major uh, inroads. This morning, 1.1 million children rode to school in a propane school bus. They're in 48 of the 50 states. Um, so we're beginning to see, you know, a major transformation. The way that transformation happens is generally by replacing an aging dirtier diesel bus, but uh, again, 18,000 buses today, and many school systems have a goal to be 100% on propane when they can transform their diesel fleet. All right, what else do you want people to know? Well, I think this issue is so complex, and as all issues around students and their education, we think parents need to be involved. We created a website called betterourbuses.com, and it really allows parents to go and learn how to plug into this conversation, how to talk with other parents, how to talk with school board members about the choices school systems are making for clean transportation and how to give their own children a healthier ride to school. So betterourbuses.com is where we love to send parents that want to engage in this conversation. Betterourbuses.com. Well, Tucker, I'll be going there to check it out. Thank you so much for the uh, info. And here, you know, I've got all these kids on the bus, and a lot of this is new info to me, so thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We love to share this story at Back to School Time. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.